Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, good morning, uh, Kathy. How are you doing uh, this morning? Good morning. It is good to see you. Good to we see you, We have all too. been, uh, you know, took a little break from taping because of lots of fun things going on. Um, and so Rich and I haven't gotten to have conversation in a little bit. So nice to, nice to be back on with you guys. I am going to point out your cool blue headphones that are your grandson's gaming headphones. I'm yes, assuming as you're are. down there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm at, uh, uh, Peter Scherz and the grand boys uh, house down in Dallas. So I'm, I'm doing it remotely. Uh, and you and I, of course, uh, had to work on getting the technology <laughs> to, together. Uh, so that's been uh, exciting. Uh, with, uh, uh, with the way in my studio, I have two computers, so that everything works well with this with the recording. Uh, with this one computer, it's a little bit tough, and then you know, sound and uh, getting everything together. So it's all interesting stuff. So yeah. So everybody, be gracious today. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, For sure. <laughs> yeah. So we, uh, yeah, we had a leaders retreat up in Winter Park. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Colorado with the great uh, skiing and great snow and great fun. In I the heard word. some and good snowmobiling too. Yeah, We went uh, snowmobiling and uh, had everybody, uh, they have a, uh, uh, they, you know, they give you the spiel because uh, we went up uh, high up in the mountain. So you start around, oh, probably around eight, 9,000 feet high. And, you know, in terms yeah. of the, 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 where the uh, town is, Winter Park. And then you'd go up about, uh, three to 4,000 feet high. Uh, um, well, that's some serious altitude <laughs> up the trails. Uh, so they, they tell you, you know, there's trails, there's other people out there. You know, the maximum you can go is 25 miles an hour. That's, yeah, what, I'm, that's betting, what they, I'm betting that may not have been, um, adhe adhered to by you. <laughs> no. So uh, I heard some stories last night when I got together with the Dunkles and the Cornells. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, uh, I, I got in lead position because uh -huh. uh, I didn't want to have people go 25 miles. <laughs> so I got I got as high as almost 50 miles an hour. Uh, oh goodness! Rich. And I could have gone I could have gone faster because uh, they have they have a, a a button that you could push it into a faster speed, which would yeah. have taken it up to 60 or 65 now, miles. Now are an hour. those rules there to prevent avalanche or something like that? Well, <laughs> it's, it's to pre prevent uh, accidents. So they they I didn't I didn't go yeah. off track, which I would have liked. But, uh, remember, behind me in my in my snowmobile is Linda. Right. Uh, so Lucy Ricardo. I bet she was squealing the whole she's, way. <laughs> she's uh, stop it, you know. And uh, uh, if I'd have gone, she said, "Stop, stop going this fast. You know, don't go any faster." So I would have gone. I would have gone faster, but um, she said no. Anyway, everybody had a good time with uh, the beauty. It was magnificent. I mean, we we, we we saw literally the top of the world, so you could see. I think hundreds of miles uh, mountain. So it was beautiful. Truly, truly spectacular. That's beautiful. Uh, and we had a great, great time in the word too. It was really fun to be in the word. Excellent. Well, while you guys were doing that, we were on February vacation with um, 
and, you know, the New Hampshire schools get out the last week of February, first week of March there for a, a like a spring break. We were down in DC with Anna and just having a great time and actually even got the opportunity, got it, alerted us to it before it even occurred. And so we knew to be watching and ready for that, but got the opportunity to stop and pray with a group of Ukrainian protesters and just minister to them as they have family, you know, over in Ukraine and everything. And so it was just some some sweet opportunity. We actually stopped in front of the Capitol building to pray to and in front of the White House and prayed as we went throughout D.C. But but the opportunity to pray with the Ukrainian protesters was truly a blessing. Yeah. So I think that was neat. Beautiful. Yeah. And it's interesting. Um, uh, we're going to label this uh, today's uh, podcast as uh uh, you know, dealing with this, uh, how do we handle this crazy world? Um, mm-hmm. And there's a lot of people that are uh, believers, particularly are concerned, uh, a little bit um, overwhelmed, wondering what's going to happen. Uh, the world is, you know, and of course our, our broadcast is called, you know, <laughs> fi- Finding Truth in a World of Chaos. Yeah. And lately, the last, even the last week or two, it's gotten much more chaotic. Yes. Uh, and the implications now start to impact us so that, mm-hmm. um, and of course, the war in Ukraine uh, and what's really going on there and, you know, Russia and uh, attacking, you know, the city. There's uh, now uh, close to two million. Think about two million refugees. Right. You know, and there will be more. Yeah, there will be more. They're leaving. Um, the world is coming against it. They've uh, shut down. Uh, you know, credit cards, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I just read even that. McDonald's is pulling out. That was a big uh, move for them. <laughs> yeah. Well, and they said it's going to cost them uh, $50 million a month mm-hmm. in profits uh, yeah. because of it. And a lot of, a lot of companies are doing that. So it's, it's a struggle, but the implication to us twofold is one uh, gas prices. Yeah. Uh, so they're increasing. What are you guys seeing out in Colorado? Colorado were uh, about four, a little bit over $4. A gallon. Okay. What do you What do you guys see? Yeah, my my favorite gas station. I can still get four nineteen as of yesterday, but the surrounding ones were four thirty nine for yeah. the lowest. Yeah, yeah, and that okay. set it up. And California seeing five, and uh, so that's a big uh, hit on the pocketbook because you you got to you know have gas, and if you've been paying mm-hmm. you know two fifty a gallon, now you're paying four to five. That's double. Right. Uh, so that's taking uh, your income, and then secondly is that yesterday. Uh, the inflation rate came out as 8%. Wow. Uh, and that's a big number. Uh, yeah. So that's it. all the prices are increasing. And Eight. this is, we're what, about a week before this one's going to air? Yeah. So so things may go up again, even in this week as things are transpiring. Yeah. I believe yeah, they, we're going to still continue to see things escalate yeah. by and the it, time this airs. Yeah. And then there's a concern about you know nuclear reactors. Uh, there's a new... Mm-hmm. Uh, interesting thing that just came out this morning about, uh, hey, by the way, by the way, uh, the United States has funded in Ukraine uh, numerous bio uh, weapon labs. Oh, really? Uh, okay. And, and they have really bad stuff. I mean, anthrax, plague, bunch mm-hmm. of really bad stuff. And they're concerned that if that's taken over by the Russians, that they They'd won't have they, access. Well, well, they won't they won't even know how to handle it. Right. Uh, and it'll, it wow. could, it could be, you know, problematic Chernobyl. Um, I don't even remember that Chernobyl, which actually was under Russian control. This is, 
mm-hmm. you know, 25, 30 years ago. Yeah. 86, I think was the Eight. big meltdown there. Yeah. Right? So yeah, they had a meltdown and they had, a, they had a nuclear radiation go into the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. Well, they, they've cut off the electricity and, right. uh, this is going to be day two. They have 48 hours of generators Right. that if they don't resolve it, um, the coolers that are used for maintaining mm-hmm. the nuclear material start to shut down and that then that material will be put into the atmosphere. Right. Uh, so that's a big concern uh, mm-hmm. of what happens. So again, as people are seeing the news, uh, one of which is everybody, it's interesting, when you talk about chaos, uh, one of the contributors to chaos is bad information. Yes. Uh, so um, because of now the the news sources, and this is on all sides of it, so it's it's we're not even talking politically, just all sides of it. Right. Uh, give a lot of there mis- is no unbiased media right no. now. You, yeah. you you give a lot of mis- uh, misinformation, mm-hmm. um, and people uh, what I call now spin mm-hmm. uh, the truth and actually tell lies without. They could say it right to your face, so to speak, mm-hmm. on camera and speak something as if it's absolutely true that, right. proves, that proves to be absolutely false. <laughs> right. So what that does is when you then start realizing that, uh, so the, the normal person is considering, wait a minute, you said this and we found out it was something completely opposite. Uh, what now is that I now become skeptical right. of what you're saying and I don't really believe it. So what really is happening, mm-hmm. which we really don't know other than- Which leads to a great level of anxiety. Great level know. of anxiety is therefore, you know, what might happen? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, our gas price is going to go to $6 a gallon, $7 a gallon, Um is inflation going to skyrocket even further? Are we going to have an economic uh, recession? Mm-hmm. Uh, what happens with the war? The world is now reacting to it. Uh, what's going to happen there and the impact right. on, on the world economy and the world uh, geopolitical situation? So uh, people, and I think you've talked to them, my, my conversations are, it's just, uh, remember we talked about this low-level uh, anxiety Yes. Uh, what I call low-level infection is uh, it's raised. The temperature has mm-hmm. raised. So my low-level infection, where I went from ninety-eight point six to ninety-nine point six, and it's like, yeah, I got something going on, but I can still function. Well, it's now raised. In my opinion, it's raised over a hundred. Right. Uh, and now it's like, uh-oh. Uh, right. Uh, I'm not sure. I know something is not good. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But um, and I'm having the effect of it, and now it's starting to bother me. And the people I talk to, they're really, really concerned. They're they right. you know into a level of worry. What about you? What do you what do you? Yeah, I'm about? I'm hearing one. There's a, a great level of concern, which you know there should be with everything that's going on. Um, the other thing I'm hearing is um, people just like emotionally very. The spirit of discouragement is heavy. There's a heavy spirit of discouragement. And um, I even received a text this morning again from a sweet friend just saying, you know, she was looking outside. We got 
four inches of snow yesterday. Um, fluffy and beautiful. Didn't really want it in, in March, but that's okay. Um, but fluffy, beautiful. You look outside today, the sun is shining. It's gorgeous. And she's like, I'm looking outside and praising God, looking at how beautiful it is. And then I turn around and I look at the news and I see families and civilians being killed. And I'm just brought to tears. And she's like, I can't reconcile the two worlds right now. Right. I don't even know how to process my emotions and where I'm at and what I'm living versus what the world is living right now. And then how the two may intertwine. And, and so really, I mean, there's a real struggle there, I think for people to reconcile everything that's going on. Um, even when they know God is good. Yeah. It's, it's a, it's an emotional struggle. And I do believe that people are wearing the spirit of discouragement, the spirit of heaviness is being worn. Yeah. Yeah. Rather and when, than the garment of praise. Yeah. So, when, and when you think of discouragement, um, think about why, why, why do people, why would anybody get discouraged? Mm-hmm. Because they feel trapped. They don't feel in control. They don't know what's coming or know how to respond. And it puts us in this tight place. I think about, um, Psalms 118 and Psalms 18, there's verses that talk about, I cried to the Lord in distress and he set me in a broad place. That broad place that he sets us in is this freedom, this, this place of refreshment where he is in control (laughs) rather than us feeling so tight and trapped. And that comes from seeking him. But I think a lot of times we just, we, we feel trapped. We feel out of control and the spirit of discouragement comes when we don't know what we can do with what we're seeing and what we know. Right. Right. And the, uh, uh, discouragement is, uh, now it, it appears mm-hmm. from what I can see, uh, things are going to get worse. Right. And, and the solution isn't available to me cause I'm going to be impacted by it, which is mm-hmm. true. Uh, right. but then, uh, the discouragement comes because, uh, of the element of, well, therefore, is this world relegated to just failure mm-hmm. uh, because that's the way it's going to go. And now that we see it, and by the way, um, because we have access and a lot of it is is bad information, but it is visible. Uh, like your friend that said, you know, I'm seeing... Uh, real stuff. I can see. Yeah. These are real families. Yes. Uh, things really happening. Um, it makes me sad. I wonder what's going to happen to them and what's going to, going to happen to the country, what's going to happen to the world. The conclusion Mm -hmm. is that, well, it's not going to be good. (laughs) Right. Uh, and therefore it appears that I've lost in a sense. Uh, it appears, whoop, hold on a minute. Just, uh, hit something that I got to fix. There we go. Um, that um, it appears that um, my life is now going to get what I call worse and my whatever that looks like to me. And right. I'm going to I'm going to have a struggle and it's not recoverable because it doesn't seem any solution. Uh, right. And this is where uh, today, you know, we're talking about the covenant that um uh, well, God, this doesn't bother God. It's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and again, the example that we could use is, uh, you know, Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that remember they were captured. Mm-hmm. So their world completely changed. Right. Uh, they went from beautiful life in Israel with feast and, and uh, the temple and worshiping 
uh, freedom, uh, mm. a good economy. Uh, everything was functioning pretty well. And God kept telling him, hey, by the way, um, if you don't repent, you're going to get captured and it's going to be not good for you. Uh, which, by right. interesting enough, uh, is the essence of the covenant all by itself. And that is that, um, uh, and, I, and I was just, we were on the, on the phone this morning with uh, Dave and, and Rich uh, Cucciaro, Dave Dunkel. And oh, fun. <laughs> uh, we were talking about this, about uh, we were looking at Daniel or Joshua at the very end of his life. Uh, by the way, think about Joshua is the one that conquered the promised land um, originally. Uh, and he had, he had at the end of his life, they had fulfilled the promise. And then he said, now remember the covenant. Right. God says, I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bless those who bless you. I'm going to curse those who curse you. And he said, the requirement for you to live that way is to serve me, God speaking, right. uh, surrender your will to mine and stay with me for me to deliver this. If you walk away, you will not experience the covenant. Matter of fact, I will contribute to not experience in the covenant so that you re- realize, so I'd better go back to you. If you return, right. I'll take care of it. Mm. Uh, and it's not dependent, interesting enough on circumstances. It's, it's, it, and this is what we're trying to tell everybody. It's dependent on your relationship with God. Yeah. It's interesting as you bring that up, I'm reminded um, last week when I was really just praying through some of what's going on in the Ukraine and spent some time, Psalms 118 has been a passage that I've been in a lot lately. And, um, and there's a lot of covenant talk in that and about his covenant enduring forever. And, and as you go through that, it talks about, um, it enduring for, you know, let Israel say, let the house of Aaron say, let the people who fear me say, you know, it starts big and goes small. Um, the, the, the mercy of the Lord, the covenant love, there's that word there endures forever. Right. And God promptly reminded me, um, I think it's easier for me anyway. And I, I imagine it's for our listeners as well. It's probably a little easier for me to get my head around the covenant that I'm walking in covenant as I'm sitting here with the sun shining on a beautiful snowfall right now. But when you look over at what's happening in the Ukraine and there are believers there, you know, are they walking in covenant? Right. And God reminded me, he's like, my covenant is for my children who are right. walking with me and, and recognize as you're reading these passages that these promises hold for them too. I am not deserting them. I have my children by my valiant righteous right hand. Right, right. And and so that covenant applies to them as well. It's not just sitting here where we're a little more protected and shielded and we're worried about gas prices and they're worried about food and their children yeah. and their lives. You know, the yeah, covenant right. supersedes that. Yeah. And that's Daniel, you know, remember Daniel was, became a refugee, mm-hmm. uh, captured, taken to Babylonia. Uh, but God said in this new place, and yes, you went through stress to get here. Yes, yes, it was problematic. You lost what you had. Yes, mm-hmm. uh, in the world, you're going to have, remember what? Trouble. Trouble. Yeah. And, and the level of trouble can be severe. It can be and, extreme, yeah. And, and can be heavy. So like, you know, the people that are uh, believers over there, they're, they're losing their homes, they're losing, you know, friends, they're losing their businesses. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, uh, it's awful. Uh, it's terrible. Uh, but 
God said, if you walk with me, I can deliver to you like he did Daniel, Shadrach, and uh, Meshach, and Abednego, is um, now in this new place, I can give you. And so for we, particularly we in America, uh, that is it is it problematic? Absolutely. And I believe it's going to get more problematic. Right. But it doesn't, it doesn't stop God from delivering the covenant right. because he said, my life with you, relationship in a very wicked mm-hmm. world. And again, because we, we as, as Americans, particularly over the last you know, 20, 30, 40 years, um, we lived what I would call in a, in a kind of a bubble. Now, of course, we had 9-11, yeah. 9/11 and we had other things, but you know, we haven't had war. Relative to the rest of the world, we yeah. have been very much in a bubble, though. We have been very, you know, favor, have favor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but God said, remember, the world is under the control of the enemy mm-hmm. uh, and kill, steal, and destroy. Entropy, things are falling apart. And, and again, if we went back in history, we would have seen um, a wickedness all the time. And we would say, ooh, this isn't very pleasant. And God said, yeah, you're in that time now. <laughs> Uh, right. it's not very pleasant, but I can deliver you the covenant. Remember, he says, I'm going to bless you to make you a blessing. Um, I, uh, uh, do it for the purpose of glorifying himself mm-hmm. for being able to elevate us into the heavenly place where right. the, where the blessing comes and demonstrate to principalities and powers, God's supernatural work, which then is demonstrating to us and to others. He right. said, you're, you're my special treasure. Yeah. And his um, glory will be shown. <laughs> it will be shown. And uh, the place of this, uh, the covenant, is my kingdom. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it's spiritual. And you can live in my com- kingdom while you're living in this awful place. And therefore, I can change circumstances mm-hmm. for you and give you the things of still bless you to make you a blessing You know, within it. Uh, and we talked about that. And then we talked last time about the privileges, which is protection. Um, and so, uh, let's go to a couple of verses just to remind everybody as we look at why you can, uh, still have hope, encouragement, life in a very tough place. Uh, uh, Psalm 21 and two. Um, uh, Proverbs 21 and two. Uh, no, Psalm, uh, Psalm, Psalm 21 okay. and two. Yep. I'm so sorry. I had the wrong one up. Go ahead. Psalm uh, 21 and 2. Psalm 21 and 2. Sorry about that. Um, May the Lord answer you when you are in distress. May the name of the God of Jacob protect you. May he send you help from the sanctuary and grant you support from Zion. Yeah. So in your distress, which is what people are in right now, uh, what what does it say for them to do? To call out on the name. Okay. Call uh, out on the name of God. Here we are, Father. This is where my trouble is. Uh, call out. He says, I'll answer you mm-hmm. and, and I'll bring deliverance to you. Uh, I will fulfill it. You can trust it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that um, I'm going to put you on high. And the word there is, I'm going to resolve for you the difficulty that you're experiencing. Because why? Well, you you said, I know, <laughs> I'm going to walk with you. Right. And I need help. And, and you said you're going to deliver it to me. Uh, okay, go to uh, Psalm 121, uh, 7 and 8. 121, 7 and 8. Okay. Yeah, Psalm 121, 7 and 8. Uh, this tells us, we, we read in Psalm 91, uh, if you abide in the shelter uh, uh, of the Almighty, that he will 
uh, protect you. Uh, no evil will befall you. And the word there is, yeah, you're going to have trouble, but it's not going to characterize you. So don't, don't fret that you're stuck in a situation like the world we have now, like this is, this is means right. it's, it's always going to impact you is now God said, I can resolve it. If you, if you abide with me. Uh, okay. Psalm uh, 121, seven and eight. The Lord shall preserve you from all evil. He shall preserve your soul. The Lord shall preserve your going out and your coming in from this time forth and even forevermore. Yeah. Uh, so uh, when does he preserve us? Always. Yeah, always. Uh, okay, so the key going is Going in and coming out. Yeah, in other words, as you're living <laughs> today, he preserves you. Uh, and the word there is he protects us, keeps us safe, mm-hmm. gives us covenant life. Um, and, and the key is, and this is where the, the abiding in the word is so critical, is, um, and, and whenever I'm looking at the word, I don't, I look at what it doesn't say. Uh, so it didn't say when things are all really terrific in the right. world, then I'll preserve you. Um, mm-hmm. He just says always, whatever's going on mm-hmm. in this difficult world, I'm going to preserve you. I'm going to take care of you. I'm going to uh, give it because the covenant uh, is from him isn't conditional on the difficult stuff of the world. And what I believe he's asking all of us right now uh, is, uh, first of all, he says, don't diminish or minimize or uh, even ignore the status of the world. Right. Uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> he said, yeah, it's, it's, going, it's, it's bad. Um, you know, when, when Joshua even went in, we just talked about Joshua, when he went into the promised land the first time, Remember, he, he had to wait 40 years because the spies went in and said, man, these guys, this is bad. And Joshua said, yeah. Joshua and Caleb said, yeah, it's bad. But, but what did they, how did they respond? But God said, right, uh, let's go. And the rest of them said, we're not going. And God said, okay, uh, you will not experience the covenant because you've decided not to be with me. He was angry for 40 years. The next generation, which now Joshua is the leader, do you guys want to go? Yes. Uh, and Joshua said, I'm willing to go. Uh, I believe, and by the way, guess what? Those giants, though, that those countries actually had gotten stronger in 40 years. So now it was even worse. But what did Joshua? But God. <laughs> but, but, but God. See, they said, but, but God. God. So uh, he doesn't want us to, uh, in a sense, ignore, not, not understand what's going mm-hmm. on. Uh, it's always, well, now what, you know? So if, if I have, uh, this high gas price or this inflation is causing me financial difficulty, um, and what might happen next, uh, in the war, um, it's, I, I understand there's trouble, but God, you said, see, this is the, the perspective, but you said covenant and you can deliver to me the blessing and I'm willing to walk into it because it doesn't, it doesn't uh, limit you right. to be able to deliver the covenant. By the way, think about what's going to happen. And this is why the covenant is all about. It's going to be supernatural that can demonstrate to principalities and powers God's glory. Right. Through de- so interesting enough, and this is really uh, something that uh, God's asking us to, to receive, the harder it becomes 
the more glory he'll reflect because it won't be right. natural. It'll be supernatural. Right. Uh, do you trust it? So that the encouragement is uh, don't get into the focus of the circumstances, which mm-hmm. are getting worse. Go back to God and say, okay, God, I got to learn right. how, how to stay with you and have you show me your will and deliver to me the covenant and us the covenant. By the way, that's why we encourage people uh, do this as a couple, do this with your friends, do this with your inner circle, call a sacred assembly, make sure together, because the perspective changes. Mm-hmm. If you're, pers- uh, we were, you know, like I said, we were with our leaders. Yeah, there's bad stuff happening in the world, but our focus wasn't on, well, that's awful. Isn't this going to be terrible for us? It's going to be, well, yes, but together we believe God's going to give us the covenant. Let's start seeking that together. And it lifted right. our spirit, or lifted our spirits. Absolutely. I'm, I think about right now, as you're sharing that, um, a dear friend of mine has a sweet friend in Ukraine who is a Christian believer who is still in the city that she lives in because um, she has a 90-year-old mother who cannot be transported, so they, they can't leave. So she's staying behind to care for her. Mm-hmm. And um, as we've all been, there's a group of us that have been praying over this, this gal and her mom in the midst of it, but it is absolutely stunningly beautiful how solid her faith. I think we have been more fearful than she has in the midst of it. You know, we're praying for her and everything else. And the response back from her, you know, she has sent videos even. It's been fascinating. She sent videos, literally, oh, please pray right now. They are, the soldiers are outside my apartment window. And she's sending us videos of this um, outside my apartment window looking for um, anyone who has been left behind. We're the only people left in the building. God told, they did not see her didn't hear her. They have a dog. The dog stayed silent while they were going by and the tanks were, were pointed at their building. And I mean, just absolutely fascinating and heartbreaking all at the same time. Yet in the midst of this, and this is covenant at work in the midst of this, she had a superseding peace that God was directing and protecting and had, had told them what to do. And she stayed in that place of, of more peace than we were actually exhibiting for her in the middle of it. But I think she had such a knowing of the covenant relationship of God and a trust that even if things did not go as she planned, that he was absolutely, his hand was on them. And so she could trust however the outcome transpired because she was following his will. Right. But it was fascinating to watch and such a encouragement of faith an encouragement of faith, you know, that the circumstances do not um, supersede the promise of covenant. Right. Right. And the, uh, uh, as we end it uh, right here, that um, this is what we're trying to say. First of all, uh, covenant doesn't place us in a bubble outside of the trouble of the world, because I know, I know that people, when I talk about this, they say, well, yeah, but uh, look at what's happening, uh, even to people in Ukraine, etc. cetera. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're not experiencing the covenant. Um, and I said, well, uh, remember, it's about God's timing and, and restoring mm-hmm. things, moving us to places like he did Daniel. Uh, did Daniel go through what you would say, well, Daniel didn't experience the covenant because he got everything taken away from him. Uh, but because of what God can do, he he reestablished the covenant. So we're not minimizing that. Uh, right. And we're not saying that, yes, uh, we're going to have trouble. Uh, we are going to have difficulty and it could be severe. Uh, but 
the key is it's not going to last. Right. God, God can show us, uh, here's where I now want to give to you, given the conditions you're in, because you're still in the world, I can protect you. I will re- preserve you. I will uh, re- release you to a place of blessing. Trust me. Now, in the interim, <laughs> it doesn't feel that way. Right, uh, right. Because, man, I don't like this. Uh, God said, I know. But are you going to trust me and focus on walking with me I am going to give you the covenant. And that's what, what we want you to do is have hope, have expectation, have a confidence that, yes, the world is struggling. The world is getting more and more severely uh, negative mm-hmm. uh, and impactful on us. But God said, um, it doesn't re- uh, prevent me from moving you, walking you into the covenant. It may be uncomfortable, to go from here to there. But when you get there, it's going to be beautiful and I'm going to deliver it to you. Uh, trust me. Um, right. And uh, as Joshua, we talked this morning with Dave and Rich, uh, with uh, uh, Joshua, he said, well, as for me and my house, mm-hmm. we're going to serve. We will we'll, serve the we're, Lord. We're yeah. going to stay in the, because he goes through the whole discussion of the mm-hmm. covenant. He said, hey, but he said, yeah, trouble's coming. But guess what? I'm going to, I'm going to live in the covenant. I've chosen to live in the covenant because it's absolute. So we can trust it. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll end it at this point and uh, pick it up again uh, tomorrow on uh, more elements of the covenant. But we want everybody not to be concerned, not to get discouraged, not to get the world impact you. Uh, and But the key is you got to go and seek God's will and walk with him. And we'll continue on how that works uh, in our study of the covenant. So, so stay tuned. Can I close this up just with reading a quick passage that God laid on my heart today of encouragement, I think, just to remember who he is, and this is who he was prophesied to be, as well as who he stepped into. It's from Isaiah 61, and it says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and opening the prisons to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he may be glorified. I just think that's a sweet reminder today of who Jesus came to be for us. So in the midst of all of this, fixing our eyes on him and who he is and his promise of covenant is a beautiful gift. Yeah. And he's, uh, by the way, uh, he was, uh, this is his first public statement when he went to Nazareth and he went to the synagogue and he's, he's read those verses. Right. And he said, today, this has been fulfilled in me. This is why I've come. Uh, to give you life and give it to you super abundantly. So right. keep thinking of the life of God, not the mm-hmm. difficulty of the world. Yes. Uh, he It doesn't bother him to, to be able to still give us life in a very, very difficult place. I think we're going to go through changes. Uh, things that we were used to isn't, isn't going to be that way. But the key is what God says, I can deliver it in a new way to you. Right. Uh, so be encouraged. So we'll, uh, we'll pick it up again tomorrow. Thank you, Kathy, for reading that. Uh, may we all remember that. Uh, yes. that that's what he's come to do. So we will uh, pick it up again tomorrow and, uh, and uh, look forward to seeing everybody tomorrow. Great. Thanks for joining us, everyone. Have a great day. Yep. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. 
brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.